0: Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. So April is Autism Acceptance Month. Now, if you listen to this podcast, I know you live and breathe autism acceptance and awareness every single day. To me, April is really a prompt or a reminder to push myself to bring autism awareness and autism acceptance To those that it doesn't touch on a daily basis, those outside of our community, how can we talk with our family members, our friends, other people in our school community, and really teach about what autism is and how we can accept individuals with autism? To me, this is such a important movement that we need to have. And I've seen firsthand the great benefits that having these discussions and taking these actions can really have on a school community. And I think that's where we can affect change as educators in those communities that we are a part of. And growth happens with you know small movements, right? If we all are starting this process within our own school communities, think about the overall change that that can have on our world, really. So yes, it's kind of overwhelming to think about. Oh my gosh, we want to do this everywhere, but. Think about those small communities that you are a part of. And my big prompt to you for this month is how can we bring autism acceptance to those places? And in this episode, I'm going to share three of my favorite ways to do this. And I would love to hear from you and what you are doing this month as well. So let's get started with my my strategy number one. Strategy number one is something that I used to do every single year when I was in the classroom and I've been helping a lot of schools do this on this school-wide level since then. And that is really teaching the general ed classrooms about autism. And I know the movement of April has moved from autism awareness to autism acceptance, which is really important, but some of our kids and some of our communities still need that awareness piece and that's how we get to acceptance, when we understand I think so often we don't explain things to any of our kids and our kids have questions and I think it's important to get questions answered. That can then get rid of those misconceptions or misunderstandings and can allow acceptance to happen. So one of the ways that I love to teach about autism and sensory needs and things like that is through specific lessons in general ed classrooms. And I've done this a few ways. You can create a you know little video that you share or you can even have teachers sign up. If you are the special ed teacher in the building, sign up to have you come into their classroom and teach about autism. Explain what autism is. Explain what it's like to have limited verbal skills. Bring in an AAC device to show it. Talk about sensory needs. Allow kids to answer, to ask questions and have a discussion. Um, I think these moments are really, really powerful because oftentimes we aren't giving the opportunity for our kids to ask questions. So that's, for me, a strategy that I really love is sharing information in a way that is understandable to our younger kids, to our older students. And then the important piece too is then the connection of, okay, what do we do with this information? Okay, now we know that some students with autism may struggle with verbal communication, so how should I talk to them? What what do I do if they don't have their AC device out? Um, how, how can I communicate with someone that uses augmentative communication? So we wanna not only share information, but then share what do we do with that information, I think is the really important piece. And you said we want to share information in a way that's understandable with our early childhood classrooms. And yes, I think you should be doing this in early childhood, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. There's a lot of great storybooks that you can bring in to read. You can share information in really simple ways. And then when we get into our older grades, late elementary and junior high, I think we could really be, you know, challenging our kids with discussion questions and having them really think about, you know, what it would be like to have limited verbal skills or have extreme sensory needs and get that empathy piece going because that also helps bridge that way to acceptance and also start discussions of how can we be a good friend and what steps can we take within this school community. So these lessons to me are really powerful. I have had some of literally my favorite moments in teaching have been – in gen ed classrooms teaching these lessons which is wild because you know i said i would like never be a gen ed teacher but I loved hearing kids talk about this, um, seeing light bulb moments happen, having these really amazing ideas of how they could better include their peers with autism and maybe their peers that were struggling and seeing that shift in the vibe and the culture of a school after is, is really amazing. So that's, that's my strategy number one on how we can celebrate Autism Acceptance Month. The second way that we can celebrate Autism Acceptance Month, and again, to me, April is such a good prompt to do these things, is a, this is a great time to have a fundraiser. And this is a time that your school community can really come together and support a charity or nonprofit that is really giving back to the autism community Personally, I love fundraisers that do help at the local level. I think there's a lot of amazing local nonprofits that you could work with and raise money for that. So I would, if you're not sure where to start with that, you're like, oh my gosh, Sasha, just give me a few cool ideas. But I I, I love I love supporting small nonprofits and I'd love you to find those in your area because they definitely exist. Talk to your school social worker, talk to your IP team, your parents of your students and find a great local nonprofit that you you can raise money for you can do any anything there's all kinds of cool ways you can do this it can be you know if you have a school with a dress code it can be an out of dress code day that the whole school brings in money Um, it could be a cookie drive it could be just even a general donation thing with teachers but it's it's to me always fun to get you know students involved and have something where maybe students can have a pizza day and earn you know bring in money for that and really getting the whole community involved and giving back to you know, students and families that maybe are struggling. Maybe this is a nonprofit that's providing access to therapies or other types of support that some families don't have access to. So look at your local level. I think, again, when we affect change, I like you know the, these grassroots initiatives that can really bring these big waves of change across our world. So starting at that local level and finding small nonprofits that are really doing it right, I think is the way to go here. And my last strategy for celebrating Autism Acceptance Month is something you can start now and really bring to the rest of your school year and next year. This is a great time of year to start some inclusion initiatives and it could be reverse inclusion. It could be traditional inclusion. These could be special events that you host. Maybe you want to start a gardening club and have students from all grades join and your class is part of it. Maybe you want to have some a few special events that you host in your classroom or after school where kids of all different, you know, types and skill sets can join and come together and really create that opportunity for meaningful friendships. I think that's really the goal of kind of this strategy is is that acceptance piece. We're going to move beyond like, okay, I know what autism is to really having Friendships and meaningful relationships between our students with autism and our general education students, and having them come together as a real community. Not this is your class, this is my class. Like, no, this is our school, and we're here together. So, that initiative can look different depending on what your role is within the school, what grades you teach, what kind of the setup of your school is, if there are clubs, if there aren't clubs. But there's a lot of simple ways that we can do this and and bring kids together. So that's kind of what I want you to think about with this strategy. How can I bring kids together? One strategy that might work well for you is reverse inclusion. I used to do reverse inclusion all the time with my higher needs students who we struggled to have successful opportunities and options for inclusion outside of the classroom So instead, we brought inclusion to them. You know, they, these are students that maybe had higher needs and were most comfortable and confident and safe within the special ed classroom where their supports were. So instead of, you know, going to that new environment, we brought, you know, kids from the new environments, from their grade levels into our classroom. And and it was, such a fun experience. I always made sure we were doing something really cool. We did cooking. We did arts and crafts. We we did games that were engaging and out of our seats. And we had students from gen classrooms come push into my classroom. And it was so fun and so great. And oh my gosh, teachers were like jumping at the chance to be a part of it. And I'll never forget there was one day because we partnered with an eighth grade class for a while. And one day that the eighth grade teacher came to me after, you know, this afternoon that we had done this. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, by the way. And I was like, what? Why are you so sorry? And she's like, you know, I I sent this kid that I've been having a really hard time with and I know she's like really out of control. She has such a bad mouth. You know, she's just, you know, we're having a really hard time with her extreme behaviors. So, you know, she's talking about a student in the, in the gen ed class. And I was like, oh, which which student was that? And she was like, said her name. And when I thought about which... Which child that was, it was an eighth grade girl that sat nicely and painted a little wooden box with one of my students who was nonverbal and um, had significant needs. And this eighth grade peer sat next to her and helped her pick paints and was like literally the sweetest thing ever to her. And I was like, wait, that's who you're talking about? This like rough kid with this bad mouth and this horrible language and all this stuff? Like, heck no. She was like sweet as can be. She can come back every week. And the teacher was like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, you got to come peek next time. And she had this lovely relationship with this girl. She always wanted to work with her. And it was was great. It was a great opportunity for both kids. And that's what these situations can really develop. It's really great for both um, groups. And so that might be a good option if you feel a little nervous about some of these ideas. This might be something that feels safe and comfortable for your students. All right, so let's wrap up. We'll keep it short and sweet today. April is Autism Acceptance Month. I want you to really think in an open-minded and creative way about how you and your class will be celebrating this month. How can you bring awareness and knowledge, but also acceptance and understanding to, to your communities, whether that's, you know, the your neighbors, whether that's your family, whether that's the other people that work in your school. and And how are you going to really give those opportunities for meaningful friendships? Because that's a good prompt this month. You know, we should be doing these things all year, but this is a great reminder to really level up, right? And once we level up, then we can sustain that. Next year, we can level up again, and then we'll keep going. And as I keep saying big changes come from these small moments. So you might feel like I'm just one teacher in one school, but if we're all just one teacher in one school doing this, think about the movement that that can cause. So I hope you have some good ideas. I'd love to hear from what you are doing this month. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and let me know. And let's enjoy this month and really celebrate our students. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper Podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher. We have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.